that's a sort of freedom, like an intrinsic knowledge, like you are part ocean, ocean is part you. You have salt water in your body. You are part of this. Oceans, life underwater. A new podcast all about the oceans and the mind-blowing life within them. Subscribe now to Oceans, Life Underwater on your favorite podcast app. This episode is sponsored by Hinge, the app designed to be deleted. Laura, can I ask you a question? Always. Please tell me why guys should date me. And just so you know, I'm going to record your answer because I can use this on Hinge because they've got this thing. It's like a voice prompt where you can ask your friends for their take on why people should date you, which I just think is great. Okay, people should date you because, oh, you are just the most beautiful soul. You're like a rainbow in human form. You're just so pure and sweet and you find the good in everyone. Anyone would be so lucky to have you i promise you it wasn't for the ego trip okay and it's just it's so much easier as well when you're dating it's so difficult to pull out like the nice things about you it's like writing a job profile isn't it getting the friends involved it's great for a confidence boost but then also to see what other people say about you thanks again to hinge for sponsoring this episode of go love yourself and don't forget to download hinge and give the voice prompts a try this is a crowd podcast Hi lovelies. So it's been a tough few days in the UK. Um, Before we start this episode, we just wanted to acknowledge the life and death of Queen Elizabeth II. This episode was recorded before the news and our condolences are of course with everyone who's mourning, particularly her family. I know I personally have been really affected by it, so we're sending you all lots and lots of love. Welcome to Go Love Yourself, the podcast where we're all trying to love ourselves a little bit more. And if they ask you to sit on their face and you're big, they know what they're asking for. They don't want to breathe. That's not what they signed up for. Give them their Starbucks order. (laughs) So Smithy, how are you and how are we feeling about it officially being September? I can see all the pictures of the Starbucks pumpkin spice lattes already. pumpkin spice, she's back. Uh, Which by the way, I don't like. Well, I mean, I don't like coffee anyway, but... (laughs) <laughs> I'm not a pumpkin spice kind of girl, are you? No, yeah, I do. I love anything pumpkin spice and anything cinnamon. I always want cinnamon. Like, I'm excited for autumn, but I am always one of those people as well that like wants what they haven't got. So when it's summer, I'm like, I'm too hot for this. This is awful. I'm so bored of having a sweaty, smelly vag and boob sweat. I just want autumn. And then autumn comes and I'm like, oh, summer was so great. I just want to feel yeah. the sun on my skin. <laughs> I like autumn because it's my birthday in October. So I, is it? Yes, it is. And no. you'll be hearing about this because I'm fucking going out all out this year because i can lauren has a birthday month she is one of those but i know that you all find that very surprising to hear that she's that dramatic about her birthday (laughs) like i hope you're all sitting down but yeah she has a birthday month the year i turned 30 i think i had celebrations for like three months and like i fully let into it fucking hell i'm great i've got people to celebrate with they want to celebrate me how can i say no anyway so that's what i like autumn and because now i've got my fabulous flat and i've decorated my living room and it's pretty much all done I'm fully leaning in, right, to like full decor. Are you, sorry, are you American? Don't say that. Oh full. shit! Sorry, fu- that's that's Instagram for. Okay, so I'm fully leaning in to like autumn slash full de- slash Halloween decor in my house, and I've got fucking pumpkin candles coming out my ass, and it's brilliant. 
no I know what you mean I absolutely bloody love a candle I'm looking forward to wearing like cozy socks and slippers and buddy bloody loves a crunchy leaf so I think we're gonna have a lovely autumn bring it on <laughs> So before we get into today's episode, we actually have a bit of news. Uh, So you may have noticed this season that we haven't got a big sponsor like we did last season. And we absolutely love this show. Like genuinely, Lauren and I adore it. We adore you. But it is a lot of work. There's a whole team working on the show. We have producers. We have people helping on social media. We have a marketing team. And like we always say, like we genuinely do love doing it so much. But to be honest, without having that big sponsor we are not going to be able to do it forever. Yeah, and we've been really racking our brains to try and figure out a way to keep Go Love Yourself podcast going for as long as possible. So what we've decided to do is set up a completely voluntary subscription option. So basically, you guys can sponsor the podcast if you want to. So what this basically means is that uh, on Apple Podcasts or on Patreon, if you listen to the podcast anywhere else, you can pay £1 a week and you will get episodes completely ad-free. And I think we will even release them to you a little bit early. But the podcast itself, all the episodes, the community, everything is going to stay exactly the same. We're going to be doing all of our episodes every Tuesday. They will still be available for free wherever you get your podcast. And there's absolutely no pressure to subscribe whatsoever. It's just a way for you to support the podcast to keep it going if you're financially able to. So basically, as Lauren said, you can still listen to the podcast as normal and you don't have to sponsor us if you can't or you don't want to. But if you do want to, uh, we will obviously love you forever. And it just means that we can keep the podcast going and keep the wonderful community going. Uh, There's also a second option just on Patreon where you can pay £2 a week if you want to give us a bit more financial support. And for that, drum roll, please. We'll even That was my drum roll. That was dreadful, but thanks. <laughs> uh, for that, we'll even give you a shout out and a thank you on the podcast, as well as the ad-free content and the early episodes. So again, like Lauren said, no pressure. We'll love you regardless, or whether you subscribe or not. But if you do want to subscribe or you want more information, all the links will be on our Instagram, at GoLoveYourselfPod. And now let's get on with today's episode. So today we have a very exciting episode. I am honestly grinning already. Uh, And hopefully this deep dive will actually lead to a real life deep dive. Hey, Lauren. (laughs) God, please. (laughs) Um, I am so excited about this. I genuinely am. We are going to be talking about sex and intimacy. And our listeners have wanted this for a long time. And both Laura and I have wanted this for a long time. (laughs) So we're so excited. But we are obviously not experts in this. So we had to call in the expert. So today we have got a wonderful, beautiful guest joining us. She is a multi-award winning erotic romance author and sexfluencer. Best word ever. Who's helping people live their best hoe lives. So a huge, huge welcome to Scotty Unfamous or as I'm from like near near South East London or uh, Kent, Scotty Unfamous. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing today, Scotty? I'm good. How are you guys? We're good. We're so, so excited. Ex- <laughs> grinning. <buzzing>. Absolutely grinning. <laughs> no, literally, I'm so excited. I'm like, I can't wait to see what they're going to ask. All right. Okay. Well, let's bring it on then. Right. The first question that we always ask our guests. So our motto at Go Love Yourself is the way that you look is the least interesting thing about you. So Scotty, I'm famous. And I, I'm going to pronounce the T. So it's going to be, you know, in Scotty. So it's going to be a whole it's thing right. today. She's just posh, I'm darling. just, yeah, yes. so, so posh from Maidstone in Kent. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Scotty uh, what is the most interesting thing about you I don't know I just think that I'm like a bit um, what's the word eccentric and delusional I think that's really (laughs) 
<laughs> what do you mean delusional? <laughs> like I have like this kind of like weird like unshakable self confidence. Like I'm, just, like, I'm the best. I love it. I'm like a unicorn fairy. Like, <laughs> um, but I don't know. I feel like that's really good, especially like, as a big girl to just be like, like a little bit delusional. Like yeah, I'm the, I'm the top of the tops. Um, yeah, I'm a bit eccentric. Like I'm into like weird stuff. But, yeah, I think it's good to be a bit different. You know, like the hell little, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's really boring to be boring, isn't it? So um, tell us a bit about you and tell us about the stuff, the work that you're doing online, like how it all started. I'm absolutely desperate to know like how you got into it. Okay, so I actually started on YouTube in like 2010. Am I allowed to like swear or anything? Oh, no, hell yeah. Okay, good. So we're talking about like dicks and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, a lot. And, uh... straight over that. Talking about dicks and stuff. That's like a podcast On YouTube itself. in 2010, oh it was God. so PG back then. <laughs> and then... I started writing like erotic romance books online and then that really took off. Then I ended up publishing the book that I wrote online because it got made into a play and stuff. And I was like, oh, so I can actually like really do this. So then from there, started like winning awards off the book, made like a web series and stuff and started getting featured in like a Vogue and Complex. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is where the delusion began. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but um, rightly freaking yeah. so. You were getting like published in awards. Like you can be like that. From there, I think around 2017, I really kind of dipped my foot into the whole sex stuff. I was like, okay, I'm on YouTube. And every time I look for like a sex star review, like there's nobody that looks like me that's reviewing them. So I was like, well, fuck it. I'll do it. And I've just done like really like amazing things. Amazing, <laughs> amazing girl. Um, I teach in colleges, like I teach sex ed. I'm like, who wants me to teach sex ed to kids? But they let me and that was fine. I started talking to the kids about hentai and they were like, oh my God, miss. I was like, you watch it. Don't pretend. <laughs> like, we're having an honest conversation. <laughs> and like, yeah, but no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I also teach workshops, helping them step into their own confidence, own their body, accept and love their body and understand that they have access to being sexy regardless of what they're told sexy is supposed to be like. Like sexy is a vibe. Like, yes. a Mate, honestly, I'm so turned on by you right now. Like, this is what <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I think it's so important what you're doing because I think so many young people grow up, grow up thinking that like sex is like one thing from what they see on like porn and I think it really shapes and misshapes people's view of it and I feel like it's so geared often towards male pleasure um yes. and I feel like female pleasure isn't spoken about enough I know it's something Lauren's really passionate about as well but um I definitely I grew up in a household where like sex was like a dirty thing or like a taboo thing and like even like self-pleasure like I mean, hopefully my mum won't listen to this one. But that's the thing, isn't it? Like, you're probably going to be like, what if she does? It doesn't matter. She's probably got a drawer full of dildos as well. Um, (laughs) I feel like there is like a bit of like, I don't know, like still a bit of like stigma and all of that. Like, do you find that? Do you feel like that's kind of like changing? I feel like, like there absolutely is a lot of stigma. But I feel like with the new generation, they have a completely different grasp on sexuality than we did growing up um like when I went into the classes to teach and stuff like I've got like a bunch of trans students there's like people that are like oh I'm like pansexual I'm like oh my god you guys are like so advanced right. like, they really just kind of lean into whatever 
feels right to them mm. it's not as much as that like, we were that like, kind of waiting for like things to be socially acceptable because like something that I also like make sure to teach a lot is about unlearning sexual shame because mm. that was something that was like kind of so ingrained in culture growing up I remember being in secondary school and it's like oh you can't give head because that means you're a slut so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like for a long time I just never did it because it's like oh you're not like wifey material you're not girlfriend material if you go and do that and that's that's the slags oh, like <laughs> shit isn't it because i remember being far too young to have given a blowjob to someone and i did i didn't know what the fuck i was doing and it was like oh you, you're cool if you give one and i'm like oh okay right okay cool i'll do, crack on then i actually got the sex talk from my dad how was that like you know they're trying to like do like the good parenting and i'm like please stop please i don't i'm not even having sex why are you telling me this <laughs> like we're like driving to ikea so i'm like trapped in the car i can't escape and he's like when you choose to have sex please please dad <laughs> He's like, well, I just wanted that. His whole thing was that I'm a rebellious spirit. And he was like, if I tell you not to do it, you're going to go and do it. So my whole thing is, if you go and do it, just make sure that you're safe. And I think that, that kind of like set a positive precedent, especially like being the daughter, you know, normally your dads are trying to like cuddle you and like, oh, no man can touch my princess. And my dad is like, if a man touches my princess, use a condom. <laughs> <laughs> That's better though, isn't it? Because it's realistic, like you say. Like it's not. He's, he realizes you're gonna do it rather than like. I think mum was very protective and was just like, da la la la. I don't want to hear about it. Don't have sex till you're thirty, kind of thing. And like, it's not. It's not realistic, is it? But when um, people build up this shame around stuff that they like, it's there's so much sexual repression, and then it becomes like this little sneaky thing. And then there may be things that you want to try with mm. your partner, but you're so scared mm. that somebody's going to judge you. Mm that you just kind of keep it to yourself and you're not even having good sex. Mm. And it's like, why? We are put on this earth one time. We might as well enjoy our sex life. You don't have to go screaming about it from the rooftops like I do. That's just my prerogative. <laughs> I, <laughs> I enjoy telling my business. I love it. Do you know what I've just, um, on what you were saying about, you know, opening people's minds up to sort of what their, their desires are or their pleasures or even like their kinks and stuff. And I've just got onto like kink talk on TikTok where people are kind of talking about it. And there's one person that I follow and I'm absolutely obsessed with their content because they've only really just like discovered like, and they are like really, really kinky and they're, and they're in like a 24 seven, like sub dom relationship. They have like a chain around their neck with a padlock and stuff. And I'm, it's just really interesting to learn about. And they were like, I was so ashamed by the things that I liked that they spent so long in like really unhealthy and toxic relationships and not having, like you said, life's fucking short. If, if you like having sex, go and have some good sex. Do you know what I mean? Like, and so they're now exploring it and it's so interesting. I'm I'm not on that level whatsoever, but it's so interesting to hear about. And, you know, what if that person had learned that it's okay to like all these, you know, things, as long as you're consenting to any harm that's going to come to you, because that's what they're into, then just live the dream. Do you know what I mean? Just like do what you need to do. I think that's something that I kind of like say to people a lot, that as long as you are happy mm. and you are safe and you're not hurting anybody, unless it's what you ask for, mm-hmm. as long as mm-hmm. it's consensual and nobody's being harmed, also including yourself, like you're not like being harmed in a bad way, like, do what you want. Yeah. Literally. Like you go under the internet and there's people pissing on each other. This is I'm not kink shaming. I know there are people that like what's it called? Water sports and stuff like that. But like there are so many weird things that people don't just enjoy it. Like mm. you can't spend your whole life hung up about what other people are going to think. No matter what you do, somebody is gonna think something. I know. 
honestly, I so wish I had you growing up because my experiences like were so, so different. Like, thank God the younger generation has it now. But I am definitely someone who was really late to the kind of like self-pleasure club, um, like really late and felt massive shame around it, to be honest with you, and felt like it was like, again, like a bit of a dirty thing also really really guilty of doing like faking it i don't know i'm sure so many people listening will have done it when i was younger 100% of women will have faked it 100% and i think sometimes that's just to kind of get it over with sometimes it's just because like you don't want to like hurt their ego but i definitely told myself like a a good few years ago i was like we're not doing that anymore i'm assuming that's something that you hear quite a lot of from women like because I think, oh, I don't know, I don't want to say it's a generation thing, but as we, like, yeah, younger generation, I definitely, I feel like I'm more open. And I think my mum's generation, her generation, it was mainly about making babies and male pleasure. Like, I'm glad that's changing, but it's, it makes me sad for a lot of those women. I don't really think it's a generational thing. Um, well, not yet anyway. Like, as much as Gen Z is more open and they are more educated and, you know, more willing to, like, speak up for themselves. I still do get a lot of like younger girls or see a lot of younger girls talking about, yeah, fake. I think everybody does it at least once or something. Like, especially, you know, you watch movies and even if they're not like racing movies, like they'll just be like a love scene or whatever. And everything just seems so euphoric and intimate. And oh, everyone's having the best And everyone time. climaxes at the same time. I tell <laughs> yes. you what, I think that's happened to me twice. I mean, it was wonderful, <laughs> but like it just doesn't happen. <laughs> oh, mate. It doesn't happen Don't like even. that. And I think now we'll say, for example, like shows like sex education or whatever well having there's like more like mainstream like this is what normal sex looks like or was it um, normal oh, people yeah. like there's all like the clumsy moments and stuff but a lot of the time what we do see is this big performance art piece of all these porn stars with like bleached nip tucked mm-hmm. vaginas having the best time and it's like no this is their job like they are performers they are paid to make it look good they can't exactly come on the camera and be like i didn't come you don't want to see that Mm. so yeah i do think that the whole faking the orgasm stuff is happening less but i do still think it is quite present but like the thing about faking orgasms is it doesn't actually help anybody you're doing yourself a disservice because your partner's going to think that what you're doing is what they're doing to you is so wonderful and they're just going to keep doing it again and again and you're going to have to keep putting up the same rubbish again and again because you could go oh like one of my things when i like decided to stop faking it i was just like if it's not good i'm just not gonna make any noise i would just literally lie there i don't want to like generalize i feel like like a lot of us feel like it would be rude to go actually that's not working for me like can you try mixing it up a bit or like teaching and like i think that's that's wrong we should be sort of guiding them because actually it's not really their fault if they don't know like no one goes to sex school really do they like i wish that was a thing i wish that was a thing um (laughs) because all we see is like yeah literally what's in porn and the majority of porn is literally 90 percent focused on the man so he gets oral sex I very rarely does the woman and if she does it's like 10 seconds oh you're done let's just pump the shit out of you and your bleached asshole like okay lovely oh, thanks oh, this, it's going in dry as well that happens so oh, much in yeah. but literally like the guy gets the blowjob for like half a fucking hour right scroll forward and then literally go straight in dry and I'm like no this isn't hot stop yeah, I <laughs> the whole communication thing like a lot of people have problems like saying to their partners like no this isn't good but one like if you are doing something that your partner doesn't like especially if they're like a heterosexual uh, male whatever they're going to tell you like no don't do that i don't like that that's not good they're going to speak up for themselves so why why the fuck don't you like why are you scared they're not uh, oh she's gonna be upset about if i say i don't like this they're like no she's going to try and please me 
That is the exact thing that you should have with your partner. They should be trying to please you. Your partner doesn't want to be shit in bed. I think the best way to communicate, men don't get compliments a lot, right? So if you compliment (laughs) (laughs) on the things that they're doing, right, they'll do it more because they're like, yeah, she likes that. And something else I suggest is keeping like a sex journal that you and your partner share. So it's basically after session, you know, you'll write your entry. Oh, I love this this i didn't like so much maybe we could try this in the future blah blah your partner can read your entry they make their own entries and you can kind of communicate that way until it's more comfortable to speak out loud that is a good idea you should feel comfortable enough to say what you like because in other aspects of your life like say for example you go to starbucks and you've ordered a frappuccino they i don't know they've left out the cream or whatever you're you're like i'm paying my money um i paid for cream can you put the cream on top we're so comfortable to exert ourselves in other areas that are kind of like mm, whatever but when it's that people put in themselves inside of our body and we're supposed to be having this like deep experience it's mm. like, mm, I, I don't know I don't, <laughs> like, no this is your starbucks order you should get what you want <laughs> Next time I have sex, right? I ordered an orgasm and it's not happening. <laughs> I ordered like 20 minutes ahead. Can you crack on, please? Sir? Lauren's going right, to be taking that, that into her dating life. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally just realised I don't think I've ever seen a sex scene with someone who isn't small, like slim. Have you? Oh my god! I've, no, I don't think I have. I haven't seen a full. I remember, like in my Mad Fat Diary. Oh, I love that show. But I don't think I've ever seen like a full-on sex scene where the protagonist is a plus-size person, and but they're just like completely desirable, and you can see that they're like if you see them in bed, it's like they're under blankets, or it's like a bit of light touching. Like, I've never seen like fat titties on my screen. <laughs> right, I want to see. <laughs> I want that. Yeah, that's sad. I've just realised that. But yeah, I think that um, I've definitely always felt like a bit, well, very self-conscious, to be honest with you, in the bedroom. Like, what advice would you have to anyone that, like, is insecure in their body or perhaps in a bigger body? Like, how do you kind of, like, would you say to, like, to navigate that and feel confident and comfortable and enjoy the bedroom without worrying about those things? Start walking around naked. Like, if you can, obviously. I know some people have kids. If you're in that the privacy of your room or whatever, or just when you come out the shower, start every day just looking at yourself. You don't automatically have to be like, oh, I I just love this thing that I hated five minutes ago. Like, that's not how life works. But... I think the more you get used to looking at your body, you get used to like, oh, like this is just what it is. Like this goes there, that goes there. And I think every time you look, try to just find one thing that you like. You don't have to tackle the hardest thing first. Also like telling yourself that like, it's fine. Like, this is my body. I don't have to look like X, Y, Z. Like I am me. And what that does is there's this thing called neuroplasticity, right? And the more you tell yourself stuff, your brain starts to rewire until that becomes a truth for you. Another thing, adorn yourself in ways that make you feel good, that make you feel sexy, regardless of if it's like, I don't know, you want to like wear a dress or something, or you want to buy a lingerie. Like, there's so many different like lingerie options as well for even if you want to like 
for example, if you say like, oh, like I'm not really comfortable with my tummy, like maybe like a baby doll would be cute because it kind of skims mm. over and it's floaty and flirty and cute and stuff. And then another thing is when we go into the bedroom, because I remember when I lost my virginity and he, oh, he was so gorgeous. <laughs> if you remember me. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm joking. Sorry. I mean, I love my boyfriend. <laughs> but yeah, um, I remember I was in college and there was this guy who was so gorgeous and like he's like oh yeah like come over to my house mm, okay so <laughs> got naked the first time I've been completely naked in front of a boy in my life and the first thing I did like my tits are out my fanny's are out I went and I covered my stomach I wrapped my arms around my stomach because I was like oh, I've got stretch marks on my tummy and I don't want them to see it because ah. No matter what you dress yourself in, they can already see that you are fat. So it's <laughs> so not like true. you're going to take it off and surprise. Yeah. That's not a <laughs> I'm not really a size 10. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, oh, I wore all black because it's slimming. Bitch, you still look fat. But this is the thing. These people already know that you are fat. They like you. All they're thinking, wow, this person that I want to have sex with is willing to have sex with me and they are naked in front of me. Yes, but where they're thinking, oh my god, I don't look. Let me suck this in. Let me do that. Is my double chin showing too much? That's not a good angle for me. It's not a fucking photo shoot, bitch. Mate, <laughs> 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 no, I fucking love you, and it's so true because that in that moment, like again, like you're about to have sex with someone, or the, the, the person you're about to have sex with, like yes, finally, and then they see you like going, oh, like covering yeah. everything up. That's not hot. Like we talked about it in an episode recently, like confident i said to laura i was like think about like the best sex you've ever had in your entire life and that would have been because that other person and you were feeling really fucking confident yes. like yeah. confidence is it so like that's the thing i will fake it till i make it i will fake that confidence and then you kind of get your head sort of catches up with you in the moment of like yes i'm here and i'm sexy as fuck mm. oh. also chances are like he might also be thinking like oh i've got stretch marks on my tummy or like i'm worried my dick isn't big enough or like do you know what i mean mm. like they're gonna be worried but they're also gonna be just thinking like yeah i get to have sex with someone that wants to have sex with me like so you're so right we're so in our own heads aren't we when actually we should just be focused on the other type of head exactly <laughs> um, like going to sex thinking about having sex mm. thinking about having a good time you don't need to think about your body your body has already been established and i know that these things are easier said than done because i didn't get over it the first i mean the second time i was fine i was like well you've seen it now so <laughs> <laughs> i guess but then also i think as well if, if i mean i know not everybody has good experiences some people have had experiences where it's like they've revealed their body and maybe they had some kind of adverse reaction and that's maybe solidified something else for them but then it's other it's also like okay think about other interactions you had think about the times when you have had good sex these people haven't made any comment they've just loved upon you either way like they've been like between your legs and fingering the shit out of you and bashing the shit out of you. you know what I mean like you've been this amazing and this is another thing as well I think sometimes because we don't think of ourselves as sexual beings we completely like give away our own power what we've said about you know just being there and being naked in front of someone and then just being like yeah I want to have sex with you that is you're already like up here utilize it <laughs> <laughs> no it's true like You've come in and this person's like thinking, wow, you know, you should lean into the wow as well. Like be like, yeah, I am sexy. And yet you, you're welcome. You do get to look at this. Yes, come and touch me. Look at how soft I am. Don't, it's like a pillow. I'm like having sex with a cloud. Like, 
It's heavenly, bitch. I saw a TikTok. I saw a TikTok recently, and it was like, "How can you hate having sex with fat girls? We're basically just one giant big boob." Like, yes. do you know what I mean? Just yeah, we're like soft and cushiony, and there's and and I saw something recently from oh my god, uh, he's called I think he's called French Brutus or something on. Oh, I love him. Fuck me, yes. please. <laughs> wow, he reached have... like hundred k the other day, and he did like a masturbating. Celebratory oh, masturbation. Sweet I was Jesus. Like, wow. If anyone wants to have a moment, like go on his Twitter feed. <laughs> he's the off. kind of person that, like, he's the sex I want to be having. I can't even remember the point because I just got confused with with, with what him. What was the point? I don't know, but I'm having a moment. I'm quite hot now. <laughs> 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 Lauren's not going to be doing much work this afternoon. <laughs> no, I'm not. This is, I'm not really. I've got, like, honestly, to go from this and my lunch hour to now I've got to go and write a comms campaign on the flu this year. I've got no idea what my point is, but my point is to everyone listening, go and check out French Brutus on on TikTok and Tinder. uh, Tinder, I wish. TikTok and Twitter and uh, and tell me how you feel about it. I'm also going to go and check him out. (laughs) You know. Um, Scott, I was wondering if you've ever experienced, we we really struggle with this word, fetishite. I'm going to try my best. Fetishize. Fetishization. Did I do it? Fucking hell. You, can't, you used to be able to say, Laura. I, can't, I still can't. Fet, feti- you know Wait, hold I mean. on. Let me try. Fetishization. No. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what we mean, though. Wait, we can't do it. <laughs> okay, can't fetishization. Not struggled with it necessarily. Like, I've had people been like, oh, I love big girls. But that, I find that, off- I don't care if you like big girls. I want you to like me because I'm hot. Like that's it. Like, <laughs> I've said to um, I've said before on the podcast, like guys, so on like on dating apps and stuff, and they're like, I like curvy girls. That kind of like puts me off because I'm like, I feel like you're going to be fetishizing. Fuck off, fetish. What that means, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, but obviously, and I can't remember if it was on here or one of my girls said, but Lauren, they're saying that they like your body type. Like that's fine. Yeah. Like surely that's a good thing. So I think I'm just being a bit of a dickhead. I don't think you're being a dickhead. I think that like we've been like I think it was like it's natural to be like oh I used to think that red flag but I think you just want someone to like you don't you like that's what you want ultimately yeah, rather than just I'm like great. oh I love like big girls I think for some men it is like definitely a fetish I can say that <laughs> um, yeah, it's definitely a fetish <laughs> and so if you're going to be basically just be like a fuck for them then I think that possibly is not that appealing but if they're like oh I genuinely just like curvy girls or bigger girls I, I don't think that's mm. a problem like no it's not it doesn't have to be a red flag it doesn't i think do you know what i think it is i think it's kind of sort of like virtue signaling in a way like you know guys that will write in their brothers like oh i'm a feminist like it gives me the ick i like if you like big if you like big girls and you happen to like me just come and talk to i don't need you to say i like big girl i don't i mean maybe for some people it is like comfort like okay like they do like bigger women you know there is that perspective but for me personally you you don't need to announce it. Just like me. Just like me, because I'm Cause fucking if you, great. Yeah, if you announce it, then I think... Mm. It's a bit ick, isn't it? Yeah, and it, I, also, I think it sort of makes me feel like they're centering my bigness. Right, yes. Over everything else. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. And rather that's than it problem. just being like, I like her and she happens to be big. Like, That's what yeah. I'm struggling... I think that's what I'm struggling with, is like, and when I've, when I've sort of got like chatting to guys recently and it's got to whatsapp i'm kind of i'm making the point of like you know i'm big right you know i'm big right and and like it's just not important like i am wonderful and fabulous and great i just happen to wear size 20 dresses exactly that yeah i guess it's sort of like another thing of like giving all your power like why why do we have why do we feel inclined to give a disclaimer 
to our body. I don't know. It's putting me down. It's, 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 it feels like it's putting it me is. down. I'm not. You're I'm, always apologising. And it makes it like being bigger is really fucking bad and awful. Yeah. And obviously it's not. It's just factually true. Because I've made a point of putting full length photos on my dating accounts. That is fine. And I'm happy to do that. And obviously, you know, I look very different in a selfie than I do like full length, right? So that's cool being. So I don't need to announce it no, as you well. Don't. That's so silly. It is. It is silly. Also, I feel like you're almost like offering up your insecurities to then be like, you're yeah, like, true. I think a bit of vulnerability is always really nice in a relationship, even in the bedroom, in like in any sense. But like right at that beginning, when you, you are literally apologizing for your body, you need to read a book. It's a brilliant book called The Body Is Not An Apology. I don't know if you've read that, Scotty, but it's very good. Alrighty, it's going on my Amazon. <laughs> She's like putting in her notes now. Yeah, sorry, fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Fuck, fuck the flu campaign. I'm off to buy sex books on my work laptop. LOL. Uh, I was kind of going to say, so obviously I am single. I am currently the biggest I've ever been. I just am. Here I am. Whatever. I have stopped myself dating this year, really, because of the size of my body because that was the thing that I was so worried about. And then we did kind of mention it in the in a podcast a few weeks ago and on my Instagram and everyone was like, Lauren, shut the fuck up. Obviously in a nice way they said that. <laughs> and so I'm really trying and I, I'm, I'm really going for it. But like, I know there are a lot of people like me because they're in my DMs saying I feel exactly the same and I feel so self-conscious and, you know, how am I going to have sex? You know, how am I going to date? I don't feel, you know, for me personally, I feel like I'm talking to a guy at the minute and he's like a fucking 10 out of 10. And I'm like... Why do you want to? As are you, date Lauren. Me? Because you're a ten out of ten. Thanks, exactly. babe. Thanks very much. But so, <laughs> like, <laughs> you, thank you. But like, how have you got any tips for my girls out there who also want to live their best whole life? And like, how we bet? And we've gained weight, and we're a bit self conscious. But I want to live my best. I want to have the rest of 2022. I want to be the biggest hoe. I've never been a hoe. And I want to be a hoe. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I was never a hoe. Oh, I'll do I'll, I'll hoe for Tell you, Tell Lauren all the things and I'll just live it like <laughs> my life precariously through her. Thanks. Help me hoe. <laughs> um, I think, okay, so when, uh, what's it called, like the pandemic happened, like we all got like really fat. <laughs> like, so sorry, like, <laughs> no, like literally, like, I'm in the same boat as you, Lauren. Like mm. I am now like a size 20 slash 22 and I've never been the size of my life. Um, but, you know, sitting at home for a year, Ordering not, eating, not doing it yet. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> when we came out of 2020, and obviously, like I had become bigger. Like one of my things was okay, 2021. I'm just gonna spend this year looking like a slut. Like that was my aim. I just want to look the sluttiest I have ever looked in my. T- I swear to God, if you scroll down my Instagram feed, you'll just see pictures of me in like lingerie. That's yes. all I'm fucking wearing, like these tiny dongs, fucking boosters and stuff. So my advice to you is just tap into your sluttiness. Okay. okay. Like literally go out and just buy loads of laundry and stuff that just make like stuff that just makes you feel sexy like all the time. Just get used to seeing yourself at this size, embodying what you feel is sexy. Like what it did for me personally. I was like, oh, I'm bigger. Okay, yeah, you are, you are in this body. But bitch, guess what? You're alive, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, that's like one thing to be grateful for. Like, you're alive, you're here, you're existing in this body. So it's like, when we like worry about putting on weight or whatever, like we're always worrying about outside opinions. The outside opinions that I look at you, regardless of if you've lost a bit of weight or you put on a bit of weight, it's still your fat. So mm-hmm. their opinion of you isn't changing. So why do you even fucking care? Why do I care? Why do you care? Exactly. Just just be sexy as you are now. If your body 
ends up fluctuating, if you end up losing weight or putting on more weight or whatever, it doesn't fucking matter. It's for you to feel good as you are. And that's another thing, I guess, that when, if people like start going on, on like diets and stuff, everybody focuses on, oh, I just want to be smaller. I just want to be smaller. Mm. But then the thing that kind of gets you fucked up, I don't know about you lot, but like I've had times when I've like gotten down to like a size 14 and I've been so proud of myself. But then also there's the thing in my head, you're still fat, you're still fat. And it's like, yes. because I haven't worked through that thing mentally and accepted mm. my body and loved it as it was, in that moment mm. it was never enough so yeah. when i got bigger i was like yeah i'm not going to like be like held fucking prisoner by these two extra stones that i have gained or whatever the fuck you, like i'm a cute bitch and i deserve to feel like a cute bitch at any size i love so you. yeah mate i literally oh, I almost cri- i almost <laughs> cried then because it is like i feel oh my god i think i might cry because i feel like i have been held prisoner by like the extra two or three stone and i'm a sexy bitch yes you are <laughs> look at you in your red lip in your red dress yes look at this and i'm not even wearing a bra for you look at oh, your dress face. Fantastic. thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true but so many people will be the same and i love your point just now of like get used to seeing yourself in like sexy stuff or as a sex being in your size now. I've got some, I haven't got a lot and I will be going to spend my entire fucking paycheck. Fuck the gas bill on new lingerie, right? <laughs> Fuck you, British gas. I'm going to spend my gas money there. Um, and I'm just going to like walk around in it and look at myself in, because yes. I do, whenever I put lingerie on, I do feel really sexy. Right. Oh, okay. So I'm going to do that. That's a really good tip. Thank you so yeah, much. That's good advice. Yeah. What advice would you have for people um, not, like me not, and this is not about me at all <laughs> a friend of mine <laughs> okay, I'm asking for a friend <laughs> this is just a general question for people that are in like longer term relationships that sort of spicing up your sex life because it can get sour you've been with someone for a very long time like what would you suggest just try things do you know what do you know what I mean like and I know it sounds like the most like common advice like you would say eh, just try stuff but it literally is that try stuff and it doesn't even have to be like big things all at once it could just be something simple like having conversations about sex talking to like hey bob <laughs> I love that it had to be what, what do you like in the bedroom? Like, what are, what are one of your fantasies? Like, sometimes just talking about sex with your partner and like getting everything out there, like sharing like your little naughty bits. Sometimes that can be like a lot of a turn on because it's like a mental stimulation. Um, try sexting. Like, Ooh. while they're at work, send a tit. Send a tit. Yeah, send a tit. <laughs> I love sending a tip pic. All for it. Just one. <laughs> you have to tease them. Get the other one when you get. We get the other one when you get home. <laughs> it's like an appetizer. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, girl, like, this is a nipple. Like, <laughs> or just like send your partner things like, "I would like you to do this to me." Just like little simple things like that can make such a big difference. One because I think the reason that a lot of sex tends to get a bit like tired and boring sometimes is that we lose the excitement and we fall into routine but if you find a way to like kind of reinvigorate the excitement like sometimes even if you're watching a porn clip and you're like oh that looks good send your partner the porn clip tell them not to open it while they're around people but (laughs) send it over another thing obviously sex toys sex toys yes get them all have them all guys can sit here it's some of my collection 
I put it in Wait, bags. Wait, shut up. Yeah, oh that's all my collection on the back of the... You can see lots what? of paddles I... and stuff. Wow. <laughs> and masks. <laughs> I've only got like toys and stuff. I don't have no paddles. Maybe I get paddles. Yeah, like buy like little... I think introducing like maybe some light bondage. You don't have to be like all the way into like BDSM, but like a handcuff or like... Do you know what's really good? Bondage tape. You Like handcuffs, I feel like sometimes you can get out of them. Bondage tape. You can't get out of bondage tape. It's really fun. <gasps> this is interesting. Something that I find is a good technique as well is mutual masturbation because it does two things. It shows your partner, you know, the stuff that you are into. So, for example, you can share the kind of porn that you like or talk about whatever stuff you want to talk about. And the other part of it is when you are touching yourself in front of your partner, they get to see how you like to be touched. Yeah, like exactly what works for you. And also the sight of that, like seeing your partner, like enjoying themselves like in their element. Mm. It's a turn on. Massive. Yeah. Oh, last tip is trying mindful sex or tantric sex, which is basically the act of completely slowing down. And these sex sessions can last hours it's fucking ridiculous it's amazing and i think especially works for people with vulvas in terms of that it takes us a longer time to warm up than it does penis owners but because there's all of this build up and there's so much foreplay and different levels of foreplay to it by the time you finally get to actually have the sex you're just you're ready like you're aching to be touched and I think it also gives you a new appreciation for your partner because like one of the um activities for example is like sitting there and you just look at each other it can be a bit uncomfortable at first like this is weird you might giggle a bit it's fine (laughs) it's fine to laugh or whatever we look at our partners every day and it's like no that's them that's who they are whatever and we don't really like notice all of the little intricacies about them all the time and sometimes really like staring at somebody that like, makes you think like, oh look at you you little ball of you're joy yeah, like oh you're so hot like this is why i like you look at your blue eyes they've got little flecks of green in them like <laughs> do you get what i mean um even things like practicing breathing slowing down meditating with them setting intentions together also there's loads of um remember what we're talking about like school of sex they have loads of those online now like they have like these video courses teaching you guys like how to touch each other new things to try what was the name again just for a friend what was it, what was it called <laughs> so there's one called cheeks it's c-h-e-e-x um one called climax thanks yeah but like yeah they literally my like friend have, will really appreciate it y- your friend yeah <laughs> Yeah, those are great. This is what we need because, I mean, there's no sex classes at at schools, which is, you know, maybe the right thing. But like, there's no like, you learn to have sex by watching porn and then also by having sex. That's why, yeah, communication is so key. And things like these courses or watching, you know, there's obviously like specific sites that you can go for like porn for women. Like, you know, men perhaps could watch them as well and kind of see what we're after. You You know, we're really... We need obviously like mental stimulus as well as like visual and all that kind of stuff. So your brain is your biggest sex organ. Sex starts in the brain. Oh, mate. Yes. I'm really fucking horny now. This is actually such a problem. I've got to go back to work in a minute. How am I meant to do oh, this? I've got to go downstairs and see my mum. <laughs> Hi, mum. Um, she'd be like, you were laughing a lot. I was like, yeah, no. No, it's just my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Right, 
right so scotty while we have you we've got some questions that our lovely listeners want to ask you as well and so this is a really good one that i'm also a little bit worried about as well now being bigger um and so someone's asked how can i build up my stamina so i can get on top and still enjoy it there's only one answer you have to work out like i know it's the worst you have you have to work if you want to build up because that's what i'm that's why i'm in the gym at the moment I, I try to give myself just, just for no, that. literally like I give myself for sex stamina love I it I give myself fake reasons because if I go there like oh, I'm doing it to like be healthy not that that's not a good thing but it's not mm. a motivational factor for me I say I'm going to the gym so I can ride dick better and because I'm a <laughs> slut that is fucking that works brilliant. for me I love doing Honestly, squats now I just just when I thought I couldn't love you anymore I love doing squats because I imagine that underneath me there is a dick and this is me getting my knees strong I'm getting my Megan the Stallion knees in order while I'm doing this also another thing to make the gym more fun um I don't know if you don't know about them like Benoit balls and Kegel balls Jiggle balls are basically like these if you watch 50 shades of gray remember they had like the mm. pleasure balls that were like inserted into a red book whatever I put in jiggle balls when I go to the gym because I know I'm going to be jumping about so while I'm jumping about there's a weighted thing jiggling yet yeah, any opportunity Digest. Go get it's, it. It's, it's lovely. That is fucking brilliant. Right, I would do I would do squats while picturing Chris Evans sort of just on the floor. Do you know what I mean? That's what you have so to like, do. Yeah, okay, could do. Okay. I, do you know, we talk a lot on, on this podcast about like intuitive movement. And so like moving for like your well-being having sex and and that kind of stuff that's still part of your well-being so if your reason for going to the gym is so you could ride dick for longer then that's absolutely (laughs) fucking fine i will be probably doing the same (laughs) i love that i think you just revolutionize exercise for all of us do it for sex (laughs) mate yeah sexercise i'm all for it and also like i guess also going to the gym like it does improve like your solo sex life as well because you get like better blood circulation and stuff. Better orgasms, guys. Oh, there is just nothing wrong with this, like... is there? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and also it ups your sex drive as well. So there, there is that too. I'm off to the gym now. Well, sit. Can I just cut like, annual leave for the rest of the day? I'm going to go and have a nice She's time like, by myself the to the gym. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck the flu campaign. Sorry, everyone. But I'm off. <laughs> have a lovely winter. I'm off having a good time. <laughs> Stay safe. Don't sneeze on each other. There's your campaign. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> one of our other listeners asked about um fear of crushing the partner when they're on top any advice for them i used to have that thing as well like oh my god i'm gonna be on top of somebody i'm gonna be so heavy or whatever but when people go on top of you or whatever like you're not thinking oh i'm, I'm being crushed to death so like i think that we kind of overestimate our weight like we think our entire yeah, body so. weight is on them it's like no it's just like the top half or something like you're not going to crush them like and if they ask you to sit on their face and you're big, they know what they're asking sit. for. They don't want to breathe. That's not what they signed up for. <laughs> Give them their Starbucks order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mate, I fucking love it. Another question that we've got, and it's kind of on, on the same vein. So what are the... I don't know if there are best positions, but the person has asked if there are best positions when you're larger. I think that should really, you know, it's really about like your pleasure, but obviously they're asking about, this person said they're quite self-conscious of their belly. So is there a a good position if you are conscious of your belly, if you've got like a big belly, I've got one. Like, is there a, is there better positions for that? No, so why do you want to hide your belly? It's just a belly. It's just a, no, I was going to be like, oh, you can do this. Why? I will answer your question, (laughs) but it's just your body. And the person knows the fat is there. Let them hold on to it. 
It's soft. <laughs> it's lovely. It's like it's like a cloud. Exactly. You heavenly bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wish it was that easy to change that mindset. Like I'm always really. I feel like this is going to be way too personal to share. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm always really self conscious of my belly. I did not write this question, by the way, but obviously, <laughs> no, I genuinely didn't. But I, I am in a similar position. But like my belly, like slaps. Like <laughs> it's a nice, sexy sound. And it's masked by when like the dick hits. You won't even know okay. what, where okay. the sound comes from. Free Surround that. sound. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but yeah. <laughs> okay, so to answer, oh to answer the question. The okay, so I guess you could do things like doggy style. So your tummy will be tucked under you. You can do things like reverse cowgirl. Um, which is basically like riding, but instead of seeing your belly, they can see your butt. Positions that turn your belly away from them. But also, if you're just doing those positions, you're missing out on the plethora of orgasms that you could be having in the other positions because your whole thing is that you're so concerned with your tummy. Be concerned with getting your nut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, those positions will work. And I hope that you do end up building up more confidence and stuff and just like enjoying being in your body that you can do more sucky things. The next question, someone has asked, how can I help my partner get over their own body's insecurities? I think, yeah, I think all you can really do on your end is to just let them know that you're attracted to them and that you find them sexy. I think in terms of them getting over their insecurities... It's a it's a personal journey. I know that like there are some people that can keep like, oh, do this, do that. But I think just like as a big person myself and just being really fucking realistic, they have to you have to do your own work. Mm. People can only carry you so far. It's a tough question. I feel like you've answered it beautifully, honestly. Like you're right. It's like it's 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 not all on you, is it? And actually, yeah, I think as long as you make it clear that you find them desirable and attractive, if they're insecure, that's kind of it's a them problem, not you problem. But obviously you can help them, but you can't make it better for them. So one of our listeners uh, says that her and her partner are actually struggling to find time for sex and intimacy. So she says, how can we actually make time for it? Schedule it. That's the answer. Schedule it. I know people think, like, oh, that's not really sexy if we schedule it. No, no, schedule it. If you know that you come home at this time and he comes home at this time and this is your window, make that the time. The reason that it would still be sexy is one, you can start implementing it more regularly. And also because you'll be like, oh, okay, tomorrow is sex day. So you can mentally, you like mentally prepare yourself and get ready for this sex day and stuff. So yeah, if you can't find time, make time. Yeah. I feel like that build up might, might be quite nice as well. And also like for me, like it would also help you get in there, like kind of like mood mentally, but also like I would then be able to kind of get prepared like in terms of like grooming it always makes me feel better like for doing that and like having a bath and stuff making sure I like smell nice and everything that that I I do that for for me like not just you know like for for my partner so I think that's a really good idea actually I also feel like a lot of people think that everyone is having more sex than them because I don't know when you read stuff online it says like oh you should be having sex two to three times a week some people have it every day like and some people have it like go for months without having it I think it's very normal for like married couples to not have sex for long like long periods and I don't feel like people talk about that enough I feel like there's a lot of like we talk about shame of sex I think there's also a lot of shame around not having sex enough and I think like you're right we should we should prioritize it we should schedule it and enjoy it but I also just wanted to say that I feel like for people that are busy whether they've got kids or they haven't or they've got busy lives or they haven't I just I don't know I just feel like there's a lot of like 
I guess, is it social pressure? Yeah, to have more sex and have a better sex life. And I think it's it's very individual, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think in terms of how frequently you have sex, have sex the amount that you are comfortable with having. You don't need to keep up with the Joneses. It's not their sex lives. Like, sometimes you come home, you are tired as shit. And your partner's like pulling out their dick like, please. <laughs> um yeah like <laughs> you you want to rest so it yeah it's what you said like sometimes being in like these really long-term relationships or whatever it is completely normal to have periods without having sex i just think as long as you don't let it stay like that because i do feel like part of a healthy relationship depending on your sexuality because say for example some people are like asexual and stuff and that maybe that's not really for them um asexuality is people that aren't interested in having sex with people for anyone that doesn't know so it's just about finding out what works for you everything with sex it's about finding out what works for you personally not for what works for everyone else or everyone else is doing fuck what everyone else is doing okay you're having sex seven times a week you didn't orgasm once how about that sharon <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> fucking <do>. count Carl. <laughs> But that also goes for, um, for you know, we've talked a lot about like sort of kinky stuff and stuff things today. If you're not into that, there's no shame on that yeah. either. I like, have the sex that, you, exactly you said, have have sex as much as you want to, but have the sex that you want to have. If you're not into, you know, more kinky stuff or bonnet or anything, who the fuck cares? It's your sex life, yeah. do you, huh? I think people have this thing of, there's like this new kind of thing with like vanilla shaming. Like if you like to have like normal yeah. sex, oh, you're so boring. No, okay. Missionary is fucking lit. I know I have loads of things in the background, but I I sometimes just like to let him go on top and ride me like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> that is also, I mean, it is the best in it. Like I'm into some stuff, but like that, there's nothing quite like having yeah. a man on top of you going down. You it's know what like I mean? The, like, yeah. the bread and butter of sex. Yes. Um, like, <laughs> let's get back to basics. Yes, please. Yeah, it's okay to be vanilla. Honestly, I've loved this episode. This has been so fucking much. brilliant. I'm literally buzzing and a little bit horny as well. Um, (laughs) I'm absolutely fucking ravenous, mate. And like, it's a bloody nightmare. Thank you so, so much for coming on, Scott. We absolutely love that. And a huge thank you to everyone who's listened. We love you all so, so much. Make sure you're following our Instagram at GoLoveYourselfPod and check out our subscription options on Apple and Patreon. We can get ad-free and early episodes just £1 a week. Thank you so much for listening. Oh my God, one of my favourite episodes we've ever, 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 ever done. Uh, We love you all so much and we'll see you next week. Crowd Network, a place where you belong.